Hey y'all, welcome back to the Half Court Shot. Today we are going to be talking about fantasy basketball. Um, We've had about a week and a half of the season, two weeks, somewhat, something like that. And there have been some surprising names on the winners and losers. Um, So yeah, I mean, let's just get right in. Um, My first name, it's I think this one would be super obvious. Christian Wood, um, you know, word got out that his girlfriend dumped him on draft night when he didn't get drafted. He played overseas and was cut on the Chinese basketball team. Um, and now he's in the NBA making $80 million. And I think that's just great on his part. He's just, he's doing such an amazing job on the Houston Rockets. He is looking like a super important asset for them he is their starting big man he's averaging 25 points a game along with nine rebounds which was hindered because he had one game where he had three but other than that he's had double digit rebounds he's looking like a double digit machine and he's looking like a plus defender he's averaging a steal and a nearly two blocks a game he's looking really good out there um and honestly it's just it's just bad seeing the Pistons let him just like letting him go like that last season. Um a lot of people were questioning whether he whether it was a fluke season last year after Drummond was traded and then Blake Griffin was hurt and he was just the only big man there. So people were wondering, oh, is this is this guy for real for real? Or is this guy just stat padding because he's getting a lot of minutes on a trash team, playing trash minutes, getting blown out every game? Well, Surprise, surprise, he was for real. He's doing great on the Houston Rockets right now. And even when DeMarcus Cousins is there and John Wall and James Harden, he still looks dominant. He looks very good out there. Um, The next player I want to talk about is Jeremy Grant, who is on the Detroit Pistons right now. Similar situation to Christian Wood last year. Looks like he's kind of playing garbage minutes on a garbage team, but as we know now, Christian Wood is for real, for real. And who knows about Jeremy Grant? He's averaging 23 points a game, along with a steal and one and a half blocks um, in 37 minutes of play. So he is going to get you your minutes. And he seems like a pretty consistent option for the Detroit Pistons. He takes on a huge workload of the offense, and he looks really good out there. Um, he is pretty much their only scoring option besides, like, Derek Rose and um, Blake Griffin, who's hurt at the moment. Um, he seems like the only reliable guy, considering that those two have been plagued with injuries pretty much their entire career. Um, yeah, he's having a really good season after um, leaving the Nuggets last year. Um, he was a super good, super good piece for the Nuggets during their playoff run and just throughout the entire regular season. And now he kind of gets to lead his own team and He's doing a very solid job out there. Um, glad to, oh, just excited to see where this one goes. Um, the next person is Colin Sexton. And wow, I've been talking about this guy for so long, going into the season saying, oh, he's a candidate for most improved player, and he sure is playing like that. He's averaging 26, 27 points a game, uh, along with a steal in 38 minutes. He isn't getting, or he's playing alongside Darius Garland, who is getting most of the assists, but Colin Sexton can do that too. He's also, as we know, he's a defensive 
monster. He plays with so much energy and effort. And he is just so fun to watch. He can score the ball. It looks like on command. And this guy is... The Cavs have a positive record. Um, and it's mainly because of him and Darius Garland. They look like a nasty, nasty backcourt. And they just complement each other so well. They can both run each other's position and vice versa. And this team looks exciting to watch. The next player I have in mind is Jalen Brown. No surprise here. He consistently, consist- it looks like he puts up 40-point games every other day. It's kind of crazy. As we know, he is a defensive freak. He he can he can lock up your best player, your enemy's best player. He can guard up his own his own teammate. He can just do everything. But this year, he's scoring the ball. He's averaging nearly 28 points a game alongside 5 rebounds, 2 steals in 23-24 minutes of play. He looks really good out there. He um oh i'm sorry um 34 minutes of play he looks really good out there um and he has legitimately been looking like their best player and obviously when kimball walker comes back things might be different his playing time might be reduced a little bit but they don't play some they don't play each other's positions so i think they'll be okay him and jason tatum have been doing fine and kimball walker just might be that extra piece that pushes them and brings them all together um and i'm just so happy to see where this one goes. Jalen Brown, another candidate for most improved player of the year, if he can keep this up. Um, he's doing a great job, especially when we see Tatum struggling in games. He seems like that piece that just keeps the Celtics in it. Next player I have in mind is Mikel Bridges. Um, another very good defensive player. He's always locking up on the other team's best player. Because he can pretty much guard any position one through four. Um, he's averaging 15 points a game, which is super solid considering he's the fourth option be- or third option behind Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton. Um, and he has been shooting the ball very efficiently and he has also been locking up. He's a super, super important asset to the Suns team and essentially rounds out their team as a whole. You got the offense from Devin Booker. You get... The playmaking from Chris Paul is alongside the defense that comes with it. You got DeAndre Ayton just as that good offensive stretch five post big that you need. And you have Mikel Bridges, the glue for this team. He is a defensive, just he can, he can lock up. He is their defensive guy. Chris Paul can guard their best guard. Mikel Bridges can guard their best forward. Simple as that. Devin Booker doesn't need to do too much work. Jay Crowder doesn't need to do too much work. DeAndre Ayton doesn't need to do too much work. And Mikael Bridges can knock down that corner three that Chris Paul finds him for. Simple as that. And now we're moving on to the losers of this year so far. We have one very, very, very surprising name here, which is Kelly Oubre. Um... I thought he, I thought he would be a really good fit for the Warriors, and obviously I was wrong. Obviously, there's so much time to change things, but as of right now, the Warriors are looking kind of trash, and I think a big part of it is Kelly Uber's part. Also, um, 
Also, because Clay Thompson is injured, James Wiseman is playing fine. Steph Curry is being Steph Curry. It's just Kelly Oubre is being very, very underwhelming. Um, he can't hit a three for his life. He hit one in his, what, third game. And ooh, he was like one for 17 when he hit that shot. And ooh, it's, it's just not looking good for him. He's not... He's not doing good. He can't. He he's having trouble putting up ten points a game, and his only points really come from the paint, as of right now. Obviously, I hope things change, because he was super good for the Suns last year. He is still young and has a lot of potential to grow, but as of right now, just not an efficient player, and definitely one of the biggest um, busts of the season so far. Next, we have Donovan Mitchell, which is pretty surprising to say because the Jazz don't look terrible, and he doesn't even look that bad. He's averaging 20 points a game, but when you watch him play, he doesn't really look like Donovan Mitchell. He, or or at least, I think people had higher expectations considering we watched him in the bubble, him and Jamal Murray going back at each other, basically being unguardable, hitting shots with anybody on him, and this season just doesn't look like that, and obviously you can't hold him to that standard because that's a super unrealistic standard. Um, because that because you're putting him at compared to guys like Kevin Durant who can score on command and Michael Jordan and those like those players just you can't do that. You can't hold him to that standard. But Donovan Mitchell, nonetheless, is still having a super underwhelming season. Um. He's not really getting his assists or his boards or his steals or blocks or anything. And I'm sure he will pick things up. I'm not worried. I don't think he's going to stay at 20 points per game the entire year. I think he can bump it up to 20, 26 by the end of the season. Um, Not too worried. Just he's one of the losers as of right now. Next, we have Jimmy Butler. Um, He's averaging eight points a game. And obviously, it's a pretty small sample size considering he's injured, but that's another thing. He's injured. Um, or he was injured. And he was one of my picks to win MVP. Just watching him lead that Heat team to the bubble, uh, to the to the to the finals in the bubble, he looked he looked like the most valuable player in the NBA. If you're basing it on the name, most valuable player doesn't necessarily mean you have to put up the most points or you don't have to fill the stat sheet you have to be super valuable to that team and that's what i thought jimmy butler was for the miami heat for all those young guys and for eric spolster and all those and i think he was gonna have a really great season going into it i still think he will have a really great season just hoping no injuries come upon him or anybody in the league um i think he's due for a great season and his eight point per game does not show his value very well to this Heat organization. Um, not too worried. He is one of the fantasy losers as of right now, uh, around seven games into the year. Um, and then last but not least, we have TJ Warren, the bubble beast himself. TJ Warren is averaging 15 points per game right now. He is injured with a fracture. And he is out indefinitely. He is definitely one of the losers. Considering he gave so, so, so many owners um, high hopes. And his draft stock 100% won up in in fantasy basketball. Um, 
it just sucks seeing this happen because he he showed so much promise so much potential in the bubble and now it's just gone to waste um i just hope he comes back better than ever i hope he proves me wrong but as of right now i don't see too much from him i think he's just back to that regular tj warren we used to know before covid happened and before the bubble happened um yeah but anyways that's all for me happy new year's everybody and um yeah i'll be back next week with another episode but this was the fantasy basketball winners and losers six seven games into the year obviously not a huge sample size but we are a tenth of the way through the year basically everybody and um yeah happy new year's everybody stay safe and that's all from me i'm your host nathan park and this was the half court shot episode 18 see y'all next week